grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Yep. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Pour one out for the former 24-7 champion, European hardcore champion, R-Truth. It is jabbing out episode number 13. I'm just going to tell you because we don't have a lot of time. The reason why it's episode number 13 is because it's like that scene in Apollo 13 where they have to get uh, the moon in the window and it's like the, a disaster. But if they can just lock it in for like a second, then it's, everything's going to be okay. And we have managed to lock in all four hosts for like a second of this week's show. That's what we've got. So that's why it's episode number 13. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live, and of course... The main event. Vent. 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 Mm. Mm. Breathe it in. Yeah. Vent. I need that right in my veins. Right in there. Yeah. Shoot that right all over my face. Wait, what did I just say? Um, (laughs) Sausage Castle Castle Wrestling Champion, AJ Sugar Bear Francis, of course. Uh, Later on in the program, program, uh, Conrad Thompson's going to join us as he and Tony Siobhan will be at uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood this weekend. We will talk more about that a little bit later on. But we just need to do it because I don't know how long we get to keep anybody for this week's show. So let's just go ahead and make our picks. The greatest pay-per-view in the history of pay-per-views. Stomping grounds. Kicking ass. Taking names. You don't. uh, Give me 110%. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Playoffs? We didn't do <laughs> Who's trying to win poo, a game? Right? Uh, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I believe that's the full name of the pay-per-view that's coming up this weekend. You play to win the game. That's right. Practice? We're uh, talking yeah. about practice? That one. That whole thing. Uh, all right, Aaron, I don't even want to just run us down. Let's make our picks. All right. For In Your House Stomping Grounds, first match of the night is <laughs> The New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, is there any reason? Oh wait, AJ, AJ, AJ starts. Yes. Um, uh, there's gotta be. I mean, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens just lost super clean on Monday. So, I mean, uh, on Tuesday was it? Both, both um, nights. Both. Yeah. both. So, uh, so I'm picking them to win this tag team match on Sunday. Uh, yeah, that will make two of us. I don't really need, think I need to put that much more into it. I mean. Ideally, yes, that's the situation. I, I'm just worried that they just view Owens and Zayn as the guy you just send out there to lose at this point. I'm picking Owens and Zayn because it should be Owens and Zayn, but I'm, I'm really concerned about this right now, so I, I'm going that way. I am too, which is why I'm picking the New Day. All right. All right. I mean, we, I love the New Day, but like, I just don't. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Next. Uh, let's go with... Uh, Tony Nese versus Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak for the cruiserweight title. Ah, god damn it. 
I like all these guys. Um, it, it, they have been hot-shotting this belt a little bit too, right? So, like, you know, the first thing you'd say is, like, why? Uh, have they been hot-shotting the belt? A little bit. Like, a little bit. They have not been – They have not been. it's not been month via month, but it's been shorter runs. Um, no, they haven't. Yeah, they had. Buddy Murphy's run was not that long. It, it was, was pretty long. Buddy Murphy's was like five months. Okay, yeah. right. It hasn't been a year. It hasn't been a okay, like. But it's been two I'd, months since since WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. So that's not hot shotting the time. I mean, I think hot shotting. Well, whatever. We don't have to get into it. I'm Go not ahead. saying hot. Sh- I just said it hasn't been month after month. I, I literally just said those words. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, um, Brandon's annoying as fuck. Oh my god, man! What the fuck? Would you book AJ for a show already? Uh, um, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, uh, I like. Drew I don't hot shot my bookings. I like Drew. That's dumb. I yeah, like you Drew get Gulak. The bookings possible. You're right. <laughs> oh god, I love it. Uh, I like Drew Gulak the most, so I'm just gonna pick Drew Gulak. Yeah, my my question here is simply: Do they have like I think Gulak kind of should win it here because they're not really doing much with Nice and Gulak kind of awesome and deserves a title run my only question is are they building up mike Kanellis to eventually take it off of a face and i guess tony face tony niece is technically a face here i'm gonna go with niece retaining because of that reason but i could absolutely see gulak winning is it me i'm yes. pulling the trigger on yes. gulak yeah that's 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 the way it works good very good and i i'm gonna stay with tony niece all right uh Defending the SmackDown tag titles, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. And I will go with Daniel Bryan and Rowan here because they're Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan and Rowan are winning. They're the planet's champions. Of course they're winning. I'd really like to pick Heavy Machinery. Like, I really would. And it, like I, I genuinely think that Heavy Machinery is going to lose by, like, cheap cheating... So that's how they extend the feud a little bit because I think that they could work a great program with uh, uh, Daniel Bryan talking about all the meat that Heavy Machinery sure, eats because sure. you know how they in, in NXT they did the whole bit where they were like barbecuing literally everything they could possibly get. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I also think that we all agree that Daniel Bryan shouldn't be in the tag title picture forever. Like, Correct. This, this shouldn't be that long term for him. But no, I don't feel it right now either. So go ahead and let me stick with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Yeah, and as evidenced by that fucking match on Monday. Yeah, that was okay. Shit. That was okay. Yeah, pretty decent. Pretty decent. <laughs> All right. Uh, Samoa Joe defends the U.S. title versus Ricochet. This one is interesting because I, Glenn and I talked about this the other day. I have a theory that like they're just doing, they're just injecting Ricochet. They're pushing Ricochet all of a sudden now because of the staleness of the product. So I'm going to pick Ricochet, even though I don't think, I don't know. They've it, been it, pushing Ricochet for like months already. No, he's been Talk losing for Glenn. four weeks. He's been losing matches for four weeks. He has yeah, lost a he, lot of but matches, but he was winning every match before then. So you've got as a, a tag drive. team with Alistair Black. Yeah, that's still called a push. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, he was losing to Bobby Roode, and all of a sudden, he was losing to Cesaro, and. And now Wait, didn't he beat Cesaro a bunch of times? Yeah, but they, no, yes. they they fought twice and they each won one. So that's. I'm just that's, saying it. It wasn't exactly. wasn't exactly. The point up is that Brandon is picking Ricochet. Match. That is the point of this. Entire... I'm picking Ricochet. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Um, I don't think now is the time for Ricochet. I think that this feud could 
last longer. I think Ricochet versus Samoa Joe is the feud that we didn't know we needed until we got it, and I think it'll end up being fantastic. So I think Samoa Joe does something cheap and wins here. The only thing I can't figure out, and maybe they're just never going to address it, is Ricochet's willingness to let two heels help him on Monday night, right? Like, that... I, I guess you can explain away is just that's what it takes in order to beat Braun Strowman. Enemy so, of my enemy type right, shit. Right, right. Like, I guess you can just do that, but it seems weird for a, a true baby face to just accept the help and to work with two heels that way that were clearly cheating. And like, Did they really work together, though, or was it just there was it a, happened and there's well, nothing there was, he can do He definitely about it. acknowledged what was going on. Like, they definitely did a purposeful face, facial expression with him where he was like, acknowledging what was going on Fair. there. But, like, I mean, again, I'm fine with what AJ's saying. I'm fine with ultimately the answer just being, hey, look, this is Braun effing Strowman, and sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. It's it's just there for me. Like, that happened, and it's sort of there, and it's just in the back of my mind. Ultimately, I probably agree more with AJ that I, I don't think this is going anywhere, and I think that you could get a couple of pay-per-views out of this. So I'll stick with Samoa Joe winning for now. Yeah, my one question, I'm kind of with you where that this is not going to be the final thing. My question is, does that mean we could see a disqualification finish here where Joe retains yeah. the title, Ricochet wins? That would be my one concern here as far as Ricochet wins. I do think Joe walks out with the belt, so I'm going with Joe, but I am concerned about like a DQ or count out, something like that. Yeah, sure. That was part of my that. thinking for picking Ricochet. Yeah, it, it's definitely reasonable there. Right. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> AJ? AJ, yeah. Um, they don't they don't continue this feud if it after Roman uh, take he he won at WrestleMania, took the L at at uh, Super Showdown. Um, but even though the L technically wasn't the Drew, but I think the whole point of this feud is to get Drew to win this one, setting up another one before SummerSlam, in which Roman will win, which will catapult him into the title picture. So I'm going to go with Drew. McIntyre Boy, I mean, it just doesn't feel like they're going to let anyone involved with Shane McMahon lose right now. Um, yes. I, ultimately, I guess I have to go with Drew McIntyre as well, which like sort of goes against all logic, but Drew McIntyre, yeah. Yeah, I think that this is – you're going to get like the final – like Reigns overcomes both Shane and Drew at Extreme Rules, you know, maybe in a – In hell of a cell. In hell of a cell. You know, somewhere where he can throw Shane off of a big building or whatever. And, um, but yeah, to make that, if, if that's what we think, to make that happen, then Roman has to be, or then Drew has to be Roman here. So yeah, I'm going with Drew. Brandon? I, I'm, I'm picking, so all of you guys were stupid and picked Roman Reigns for Super Showdown. And it looks like you all smartened up and, just, and decided that Shane McMahon is the best in the world. And I'm also picking Drew McIntyre. LOL, Shane wins. For all the reasons oh, that by, AJ said. By the way, I dare you cocksuckers to say Sh uh, Shane's segment on Monday Night Raw was not brilliant. Fact, it was if, good. If, if we, it we, was we good. About it. Yeah, because I he dare you because he didn't the do much talking. And in-ring parts were not fantastic. Because they did but something why? super why, why smart. Good? In fact, right? we literally talked about this the other night. Raw yes. was great, by the way, on Monday. It was one of the best Raws I've yes. seen in weeks. Yeah. Um, and in part, it was because they figured out something, which was, <laughs> don't let Shane talk much. Just yes. minimize no, what he Shane... No, he talked a lot He didn't talk a bro. lot. No, he talked a no, little bit. Not as mm. much as he he literally bro, got cut probably, off by he, Drew McIntyre. He, 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 
He had like a two-minute promo by, it backstage. Wasn't, it wasn't 15 minutes. Yeah, there's a huge <laughs> difference. His promos have and... never been 15 minutes of him just talking. You guys just exaggerate everything. There's other people that talk too. He, gets he the talks mic to significantly he... less than he has <laughs> he talked on camera packages. in recent weeks. You guys are just full of shit. No, Shane McMahon's been terrible, and that's fine. If you don't want to, okay, okay. Well, all right, if I'm wrong, then put your money where your mouth is. I what does that mean? One 15 minute <laughs> Shane McMahon I, promo. Wait, okay, hold on. Hold I, on, hold I on. guarantee oh, you. Wait, can. Will you? Will you say there is a 15? Can, can we say the 15 segment, minute of him promo. being the main person on the mic for 15 straight minutes? No, you can't even say that because you. Whenever you cut to a promo package or you let someone else talk or you, there's other people involved in the promo. That's so what then I'm saying. Triple H never, never did a 15 minute promo. Yeah, then Triple H never did a 15 minute wait, promo. Wait, wait. That's <laughs> not true either. Like, Triple H and The Rock are known for 15 minute promos in the last fucking 10 years. And but no one not, else talked. Zero people talked. Very few. Very have very you, few. Have you ever seen The Rock on TV? Yeah, and usually someone comes out and interrupts him at like the seven minute mark. He's the one I will say probably has done that. He probably has done that. I'm not saying it's never happened. It might have. I have no idea. But my, my whole point is y'all being dramatic. Like he didn't my point talk. is Shane shouldn't Shane shouldn't have promos, even if it's a one on one promo segment, for fifteen minutes. Like the, the the point is that Shane should talk less. Like I, I just <laughs> I stand by that. And they learned that and they did a great job of having him talk less. There was less Shane McMahon talking. He literally carried the conversation in the backstage segment and you guys are just ignoring that. No, he didn't carry the conversation, but it was much shorter and concise than the previous week's promos. And they cut it up with all the other elements that were going on. It was it was let us give him a compliment. Because we're trying like, to say it was good. <laughs> like, it was good on Monday night. They did a good job with it. It was a thumbs up. Monday night was we, a good we, we show. Have to, and this is all leading to Drew versus Heath Slater, right? I hope that it does. I hope Because so. I would love that. I would <laughs> love Silver that. Slam, right? with, Ginger, with Ginger Mahal as the special guest rep. Did you hear the 3MB chants when they were talking? It would be you amazing. can hear the crowd chanting 3MB. I'm on board. I'm on board. All right, next. Uh, next, we have Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the title. Um, I, this is me? No, you were like, uh, no, it's, it's me. Um, I, look, I, I like Dolph Ziggler. I think he's done a good job with all this. I think we all assume this was short term. I'm not changing my mind on that. Kofi Kingston. Yeah, this is Kofi finally puts Dolph to rest and moves on to whatever for Extreme Rules, whether it's Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or Daniel Bryan gets back in the picture. Whatever we're shaping up, it, that's just coming up next yeah kofi aj to me i mean i could easily see dolph winning this match dolph cut the best promo of his career mm. this monday he's really good until, been, until the end when he ruined it he's been really good man i think dolph's on a what, how did he ruin it he, he was cutting a great promo until he went back to that should have been me bullshit. I, I didn't have a problem with that at all he, he, yeah, he didn't go but he didn't go back to should have been me he said it will be me well, he said it. He did say because it should have been me. It should, should, will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but this should have been me part is great. You don't like that either. What do you like other than cancer? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Holy shit! Jesus! My like that promo. God. Speaking as someone who cuts promos for a living, every should have been me promo, as well as the promo this week from Dolph Ziggler, has been great. Which it's, is why it's, I, it's I would not be surprised. A little. It's overacted a little bit. It's, it's professional wrestling. Do you think the Undertaker's <laughs> really a zombie? I mean, That's not what overacting I, I, means. I sometimes. Literally, that is the word. definition of overacting. No, it's he's not. He's acting the definition. as if he's a zombie. No, he that's not up. what overacting. Him means. sitting up out of a finishing move is overacting. Glenn, 
I, look, I, for what it's worth, I think there's a lot of overacting, and I, I think yeah. that there's, I think there can be good overacting and bad overacting. I, I happen to think that Dolph Ziggler has been great. Um, Fantastic. Like, I happen to think that Dolph Ziggler has been really good during this run. Like, you've been spending been too much time with Aaron. Was a little, it was a little cheesy. I, no, it wasn't cheesy at all. It was actually one of the best promos I've seen from him and on Raw in a very long time. I, I don't know. I was man, actually I, emotionally invested in what he was saying. Which I thought is very rare for Dolph Ziggler. All of all of what he did, I agree with you. Until the very, he didn't even need to talk anymore, and they gave him another but, line, and that I, was but me. I, but again, I, I, think, I, I thought it, I thought it tied it. Together, yeah, I really right? did. Like, it I did. genuinely it thought that. Yeah. That's literally how wrestling promos work when you're citing ones from the past. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I don't know. I think that's awfully nitpicky. It, it was, I would, I'm just saying it was unnecessary. That's asshole, all. Asshole. I'm allowed to have asshole, an Asshole. Asshole. Right. Asshole. So, who's your pick? Who's your pick, AJ? Or AJ, uh, whoever. Uh, I want to pick. I, I, I genuinely think that Dolph Ziggler might win this match, right, dog. shit, do it. Okay. I genuinely believe he might. Oh, I'm going to feel so stupid. Do it. Do How it. How smart will you be when he wins? Uh, Say the name. I'm gonna pick, pick Kofi Kingston. Oh, you saw that bitch. What a dick. Heel. 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 Oh, I'm back on Brandon's side now. I'm back. I've yeah, changed seriously. my mind. You're stupid. <laughs> Dolph sucks. All right, go ahead. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw women's title. I, I had to think about this one for a second because of the other match. Oh, it's me. Yeah, uh, it is. Becky Lynch is going to retain this one because Lacey Evans isn't there yet. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um. I. I mean. I have nothing else to say. That's the answer. Like. I. You know. I. It's a little bit awkward. They strung it out this far and done this much with, much with it to just toss it aside. But like. I. I can't fathom them doing anything other than that. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Bailey versus Alexa for the SmackDown Women's Title, despite the fact that Alexa's on Raw. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little tricky with all the Nikki Cross stuff they're doing. Um. But I'm gonna go with Bailey. Um, I think that Alexa is going to win this match. I think Alexa is going to have Nikki Cross get involved, in which case it's going to set up Alexa versus Bailey inside Hell in a Cell before SummerSlam. Um, and then SummerSlam will be Alexa versus Charlotte. Notice how AJ's booked two Hell in a Cell matches for Extreme Rules now. I just want to point that out. I mean, I'm, I'm, that, that is an Extreme Rules match for what it's worth. <laughs> to be fair, I think I'm I, just I, saying I, Hell in a Cell because that's just what I'm just like. They're gonna do something. I, I, there I, might I'm be a cage. I'm but... just, I'm just saying. I kind of love the fact that you're, you're all like, all right, these two matches setting up Hell in a Cell. Yeah. My, I, love, I like it. <laughs> my thinking here is, I think that. I think that maybe they're not really playing the long game with the Nikki Cross thing, and that's just going to be how Alexa loses. Like, she hits Alexa instead of Bailey, uh, or something like that. I mean, so that's why I'm going with Bailey. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I think Alexa, again, I like the character from Alexa right now. I like the, the sort of the good girl, bad girl thing. I think it's good. I don't really see a purpose in not. I, I'm just sticking with Bailey, is the answer. I'm sticking with Bailey. That's, I'm going to get to that. There you go, Bailey. Yeah, the, I know that the SmackDown, the brand split doesn't matter at this point, but I can't help shake the feeling. Like, it would just be weird to have Alexa come across and win randomly like this. That being said, everything about this story screams an Alexa win. And if it wasn't for that, if, for the brand split thing, I'd absolutely be picking Alexa here. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm 
somehow I'm, I'm super invested to see where they're going with the whole Nikki Cross thing. I like it. Yeah, I like it. There are a number of ways they could go with it, including the fact that Nikki is actually the one using Alexa with her huge character switch suddenly. Like, would it be crazy to think that she's the one putting them together and she's the one that ends up being kind of a mastermind? Not, I think that would be fun. Yeah, you know how you do that? When, Ale- when, when Nikki Cross finds a way to get a title shot out of Alexa because of it. Yeah, exactly. I Whether it. it's against Alexa or against Bailey, I love all of it. I love having uh, Nikki be the one pulling the strings would be great. You're giving them way too much credit with that. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> I am. But you know what? I can fantasy book if I want to. Yes, you can. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Bailey. So final match of the night, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. And we have to do who's the referee. Okay. I mean, we might as well. It's a yeah. surprise, right? Sure. Yeah. Why not? So this is AJ? Yeah. Um, the referee, I believe, will be Brock Lesnar. And I think that after the match ends, Brock will cash in, and Brock will walk out the well, for, Hang on a second. Champion. Hang on. First, who wins the match? Seth Rollins wins the match. Okay. And now you're going the bonus step of saying that Brock Lesnar is cashing in to win the belt. Yes. Which I guess okay. we— do we give yeah, sure. do you get a bonus point or like do you well, lose a point? Like no, are we no, wrong? yeah, we'll, we'll, we will yeah, we'll we'll put this as yes or no cash in. Okay. Um okay. I too think that Brock Lesnar is gonna be the, the ref because at this point I it just feels like the, the, what other story could you be telling? Um so I I will I will also go with Seth winning, but I will say no, there is no cash in. Oh man. Uh I wasn't prepared to guess the ref here, so Seth wins. Brock, I, I don't think Brock's the referee. I'm going to go with, oh, going through the list real quick. You know what? Let, let's go completely off the reservation here. Seth wins. Stephanie McMahon ref, no cashing. That's bizarre, but okay. I, I, sure. It, yeah. Brandon? If Stephanie McMahon is the, the ref of this match, I'm going to assume Aaron had inside information. Yeah, oh, there's no <laughs> doubt, right? Like, at this point, I yeah. Just, we, I, I'm trying to there's literally heal. nothing. Yeah, that, that, I'm that trying tells... to heal who, heal who, but if, if this is a surprise, I, I'm going, I, I was just, honestly, I was going through who's a heel, who could be a surprise. No, but I like where, I like where, the, basically. Like the fact that you didn't pick Shane, and you did pick Stephanie, like, I'm yeah. really. I, I Shane. Mainly because that would involve Shane being involved in another storyline, and even though it's very plausible, I, mean, I don't right know now, if you've noticed. I refuse to pick that on principle. Oh. <laughs> All right, Brandon, so, go ahead. So, I think Glenn and I, Glenn and I talked about this one a lot about the referee the other day. The only part about Brock that is tough is like, are you really going to pay Brock his appearance fee to be the referee, right? Like, now... No, that's why he's cashing Right, in. and if that's your argument, is that that's why he cashes well, in. Well, they, sure. pay, they paid him to go to fucking Saudi Arabia just to come out and... Well, no, Saudi, Saudi Arabia paid him to go to well, Saudi sure. Arabia. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, I'm going to go with Seth, and I'm going to say... The referee is actually, and this is hard because, like, why are they doing this, right? Like, there's some reason why they're doing this referee thing. Is it is, maybe is that, there? <laughs> well, but maybe the referee is going to be who Seth faces next. Um, okay. If it's not Brock, but I don't know who that is either. Um, so I'm going to say. 
fuck it. I'm going to say Baron Corbin wins the match Ooh. and that Brock Lesnar is the referee and then turns on Baron Corbin and beats him for the title. I would, but boy, he'd be the biggest. He would be the that biggest would be a face, face pop if that happened. No, and that's what we talked move. about. And that's the kind of shit they do. And so that's why I'm. I don't care. I'm just going to... Okay. Like, it would be fun if it happens, and I think it's more likely that it's, like, Shane or something, and uh, and then if he's the referee, who fucking knows what happens in the match, too. So. And by the way, I do think the appropriate answer would have been to say, I think Shane's the referee, I think Shane wins the match, and I think <laughs> Shane cashes in. Like, I think yeah, that would much. have been the more appropriate answer to the question. So Probably. Right, I'm with you. Okay, uh, so literally half the show has to run. Uh, yep. Aaron, get your plugs in. Uh, I am at Twitter at the AOster. We are on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. Listen to the Daily Line on NBCSportsRadio.com and the NBC Sports Scores app from 3 to 7 Eastern every day. Very good. AJ. Uh, this is your boy, AJ Francis 410, on all social media. Once again, that is at AJ Francis 410 on all social media. I am facing Brian Idol again at his promotion in Tampa this weekend, FTW. Um, you can find the information about that on my all my social media at AJ Francis four one zero. And guess what? What? One hundred and thirty seven days and counting. Is that until the new record drops, or what? what? No, that's how long I've been SCW champion. Oh, oh, I like that too. <laughs> I like that too. All right, very good. Uh, when we come back in, we'll talk about some other things that happened during the course of the week. Still to come, Conrad Thompson's going to join us. This, uh, or uh, he's a Aaron, he's Brandon, he's... The main event. You want to do it the whole time? Yeah, I figured that was the case. Yeah. Yeah, AJ Francis. I'm Glenn. This is Jobbing Out. Get your tickets now for the premier high school across game of the year. The Under Armour All-American Boys and Girls Senior Game will be on June 29th at Johns Hopkins Historic Homewood Field. Log on to underarmorlacrosse.com for your chance to see the highest level of play up close and in person. The event will be shown live on ESPNU and you might even be on TV. Go to underarmorlacrosse.com and get your tickets now. It's time for Animaniacs. And we say to the max. Hey, hey, hey. And relax. You'll laugh till you collapse. We're Animaniacs. Join the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot. Just for run, we run around the Warner movie lot. They lock us in the tower whenever we get caught. But we break loose and then they moose. And now you know the plot. We're Animaniacs. God is cute and yakko yaks. Packs away the snacks. I forgot about that part. That's, I love the Animaniacs. God damn it. All right, back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Uh, just for the moment, at least, uh, Brandon and I as uh, AJ and Aaron had a duck out. It's not all their fault this week. We had to move some things around. In fact, some of it was my fault. I originally said that we could do the show at a certain time, and then I said, fuck you, I can't do that any longer. So um, I can't be mad at anybody this week that we had some... We could be mad at Aaron because he's the worst. Well, we can be mad at Aaron because he's the worst. We could also be a little bit mad at AJ, who did originally say, I need to do Thursday this week. I can't do Wednesday at all. We were just going to basically... And then we, we were waiting for him. Well, but no, we were basically going to fuck AJ in the process. We were basically just going to say, sorry, the rest of us can do Wednesday, so you're boned. That's what it is. 
Um, and then I realized I couldn't do Wednesday either. So I said, all right, I'll do, uh, we can do Thursday. Look at that. And I made it seem benevolent. Like, of course we would work around your schedule, AJ. Like, obviously we wanted you there <laughs> the whole time. And then he proceeded to say, oh, I can't do Thursday either. <laughs> so I was like, well, when can you do exactly? But um, we're not mad at anybody. Everybody has their own scheduling issues, and we want to do the show anyway, so we made it happen. Um, uh, first of all, Brandon and I uh, got to see the Lonely Island this week, which was... Oh, my God. God damn incredible. <laughs> Greatest um, concert of all time. It was really good. I mean, it was really, really good. Um, like... I, again, I knew I was going to enjoy it, which is why when Brandon brought it up last week, I was like excited to go. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Like I was like, are they going to do sketches? Are they going to do like, like I, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. It was largely just like any rap concert, except perfectly done with high production value. And like, like some skits in between. Occasional the transitions. Skits, right, occasional skits. Um, and like they do everything that you love that the Lonely Island does. It's, it was unbelievably good. It was an unbelievably good show. I could not have had. It How great time. would a Lonely Island WWE crossover? I would love situation that. Situation. I would love that so <laughs> significantly. I would love that. But oh as, God. as you and I discussed, because we went, this was on Tuesday night that we went. Like you at that point hadn't finished Raw, but I said, like, dude, I really thought Raw was good this week. Like, yeah, and I have since finished and watched SmackDown. I thought it was good too. Um, I was actually impressed how they course corrected a lot of the complaints I've had. Um, if if we dial down like with specific performers or specific storylines, like things that weren't either weren't making sense or they weren't they were pretty nothing, and they sort of developed a lot of situations on Raw to make those all feel better to me. Um, like what? Like what do you like in particular the Shane stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, um, I, look again, I stand by what I said in the first segment. The show was unquestionably better because it involved less of Shane talking and as Aaron likes to put it being the most central figure figure in segments he's clearly still a central figure because he's Shane McMahon I don't really even have issue with that the Shane McMahon character being a central figure because he's a McMahon and that's the way that it works but he's not good enough at running the show he's not John Cena he's not The Rock He's not even Roman Reigns, who's not as good as those guys are. He's bad at it. It's not, it's not just that it's not a strength. He's very bad at being that guy, that central figure as far as being on the microphone. So dial it back, surround him with other guys, make it more of an ensemble thing where he's there and he does talk, but he's not guiding and sort of directing things. That alone... It really isn't to me the problem that you have a character being put in, in big spots. I don't really like the idea of Shane McMahon moving towards a title picture. I think that's a nightmare. But I don't really have a problem with Shane McMahon being a central figure because he's his name's McMahon. It's that he's not good at the things you're asking him to do. That silly change that. And it genuinely felt this week like they were recognizing it adapting to it, starting the show by putting Elias in the ring, who's very good when he has a microphone. Like, he's extremely good at that. And then a wrestling match that mattered because it was for something. And it was a and good... the bit where everybody was giving right. Elias their finisher and was like, pretty great. It was a little bit weird because you had heels coming out to do it, too. And you were like, am I supposed yeah. to be cheering? But, like, it was fine. It was a fun sort of cheap pop um, segment on a show. Let guys use their strengths to open up a pro wrestling show. I, 
I liked it. And then lead it into a good match that matters. I thought it was a very strong way to open the professional wrestling program that I was watching on Monday nights. And I thought that yeah. it was Les Shane, and that's a good thing. Like, Les Shane is just, that's, that's, that's very good. That's a bigger issue. Um, again, as I brought up the fact that it was a little bit weird that Ricochet sort of accepted the help of two heels, and, like, it's not the end of the world because we all know that defeating Braun Strowman takes something like that. But I just, I and think... And they played it correctly with him, like, looking around, like, why did you do that? And, you know, it right. was kind of like... Do, I he, do, had, he had given him the... You know, and it, but he was like, "Oh, I'm going to give him my finisher anyway, and pin him, <laughs> and then let you pin him with me." I right? agree. Like, I, I do still think that it requires him saying at some point, "Hey, look, I did what I had to do." Right? Like, I think, and that probably will happen. I, I, like, that's all I would say. At some point, he needs to say, "Like, I didn't feel good about it. I did that because I needed to do it." Otherwise, it's definitely a heelish thing to do. And, and Ricochet has been such a babyface since he's arrived. That's an awkward, that's sort of an awkward thing. The other part of it was, let's get to the main event, which was, of course, incredible, because why wouldn't it be incredible, right? Like, my God, it's Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan. It was my pick for a SummerSlam title right, match. Right, correct. They did the wonky restart thing, and it's fine, and in a way it solves a problem, but there was a better way to solve the problem. Like, let me, let me bring up two things about this. If they had better driven in the point that Daniel Bryan didn't want to be there, which they had been driving in all week, but which was already weird, right? But didn't drive it in on Monday, then you could make more logical sense of why Eric Rowan was quickly trying to get him out of the match, right? Like, right, if right. you had been doing a better job throughout the course of the night of saying, "Hey, Daniel Bryan definitely doesn't want to be here." But instead, the story that you told, particularly because of Daniel Bryan's promo before, was way more that Daniel Bryan very badly wanted to beat Seth Rollins. And so that didn't really jive with trying to have Rowan do something quickly to get him out of the match. Like, those two stories contradicted each other. The first story being the one they told all throughout the week on social media. Daniel Bryan doesn't want to go to Raw, which I'm okay with. Like, I get that it's not, but I get it. Like, he's... He's Daniel Bryan. Why would I want to work more? Why would I want to go entertain you people? I don't like you people. Like, I, I'm actually all right with that. But then continue that. Continue that throughout the course of the night and say, I don't want to do this. I don't care about Seth Rollins. I don't, you know, beating him means nothing to me, the whole thing. And then lead to that moment. Then the, the clunky will just literally empty out the locker room. People right. that have no reason to be out here will come out here, and that's how we clear the ring so it can be a one-on-one -on -one match. It, there are way better ways to go about figuring out how to make it a one-on-one -on -one match. There are way better ways than to just empty the locker room for the sake of emptying the locker room. Well, like, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just that. It was. It was loosely. It loosely made sense because the Usos had been fighting Daniel Bryan and Rowan. So like if they come out and then the revival's been have been fighting the Usos and so they're all people that were related loosely to this situation. But but, um, but they're not like you. It, it only took one step to get to the point where why do they give a shit about the you know like why does the revival give a shit about Daniel Bryan and 
you know, like that, that the story is that anytime they see the Usos, they're going to attack them, which. Well, maybe they care about Baron because he kind of is buddies with Shane a little bit. You know, they've 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 had them together a few weeks ago. Um, you know, maybe it's I mean, it's very loose, but it's not like Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil. No, sure. You know, it's not the 24 seven belt. Like I get that, yeah, but it's yeah. still it's it still was it's, it's still janky. Was clunky, it's very sure. like we're doing this for the purpose of how do we turn this into a one-on-one match and get rid of Eric Rowan? And if that was the problem, I just think there are better ways to go about solving like if this, it. If this was October, I'd be like, oh, there's your Survivor Series team. Right, right. And then, yeah, <laughs> you know? sure, that's what they're trying to set up for, right. But, um, then, but, but it's sitting here in June, you're like, wait, why? Well, wait, no, and it goes to... Why they do that? It felt like more of a Super Friends situation. It felt more like yeah. a... All the heels have to be out there, and all the faces have to be out yep. there, and it's that's just, exactly and that's exactly what it and, was, and that's just not necessary. Now, ultimately, I, it is nitpicking to an extent because the truth is, they got to the point which was a singles match, and that's what we wanted. And I'm glad that we got it, and I'm glad we got it with a finish. Like we, it, it's so rare that you get a big match on Raw or SmackDown that finishes cleanly in any way. That you know, if it took you know, wonkiness to get to that point, I'll live with it because I'd rather come away with a clean finish from a one on a big one on one match than, you know, that's how the match ended was with all of the wonkiness and everybody just running out for the sake of running out. So it's 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 nitpicky, but ultimately it led to us to a great match and just something we just don't get much, which is a clean finish, decisive decision, um, in in a big time main event quality match on a WWE TV show. So I, I'm I'm thumbs up to it ultimately. I got I got a good match. I got a winner. It doesn't have to be the end of the world for Daniel Bryan. Like that's the other part. You I, I think Monday's a great example of you can do clean finishes in big good matches more often on TV and it's not a bad thing. Like you don't have to be so worried about protecting a performer that you refuse to let there be finishes. Do, do you feel like Daniel Bryan is any worse for having lost to Seth Rollins on Monday night? Of course not. Right. I mean, Seth Rollins is the universal champion. He's the number one face on the show. Um, I, I believe that, if anything, like, this is sort of like the issue that we've had. Not issue, that's probably a strong word. But, like, what we've been saying about Seth Rollins is he needs to do things like this, right? Like, he needs to have the wins over your Daniel Bryans and your AJ Styles and people like that. And they've, they've backed that up by giving him those. And I think that's important um, because I think we're still in that era where like, we all believe Seth Rollins is the man, right? But it's like in a mainstream way, they still don't have that guy. And so like, I think in a mainstream way, like, you know, you can get those guys to that level. If you, here's, it'll blow your mind with this. If they fucking win matches. Right. And they beat, actual over people right you know instead of just beating uh, i'm gonna back myself i'm glad aj's not on this right now instead of beating baron corbin every week and i'm not saying he's not i'm just saying like it can't just be that it can't be the same two people like so i think that the fact that they're doing this is is, is encouraging to maybe what we're leading to for the bigger pay-per-views to get him some different opponents that that matter um, uh, the, the reason why it's it's interesting to me and I, I look i'm not trying to allude to the idea that they made a decision of what they were going to do in one match this week based on this 
but the big what you know the bigger selling points that AEW has pushed so far have been what like what have they been pushing out there to suggest here's how we're going to be different and an alternative and better um and like they've thrown out some like the first being that we're going to take care of the wrestlers we're going to be the wrestlers company right um yeah. the one of the biggest ones they pushed is results will matter wins and losses are going to matter and as i said a million times i'm not really sure what that means i think it's one of those things that sounds good in theory but in practicality like i i, I don't think that jives with professional wrestling because i think that ultimately in the end the best thing about professional wrestling is somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. And like, it's okay if you lose every now and then this isn't like mixed martial arts where if a guy suddenly loses four fights, the assumption is he's, he's done. You can lose four matches in professional wrestling in the span of a month. And it's not the end of the world. Like we know the way that this sport sport in quotation marks works. So I would just say the biggest thing for me is that like I want results. I'm I'm sick of every match that gets on TV being one where we say we're so afraid of having anyone lose that we're just going to protect everybody. Like we're going to have somebody who's specifically there to eat a pin in these situations and in any situation where we present something that feels like it's big and it matters, we're going to either give you a wonky finish or no finish at all. And right. like that's Professional wrestling doesn't have to be like that. It's okay for someone to lose a big match. I would make more of a comparison to tennis, right? Like, it, Roger Federer has lost way more than he's beaten Rafael Nadal in his career. Does anyone not think that Roger Federer is either the greatest or one of the greatest tennis players of all time? Or like, even look at football, where, like, there's been multiple years where, like, the where like the Miami Dolphins have beat the New England Patriots, and then the Patriots have still won the Super Bowl. Correct. You know? And, and and do you know? Do we jump off a bridge as fans? Maybe in that day, maybe a little bit, um, but then it always course corrects. Um, you know, when you realize you're an idiot and you're just like right. stuck in the fact that your team lost two hours ago, and right. But well, uh, you know, like I, I agree with you. Like it, it's it doesn't make any sense that we freak out every time someone loses a match, right? Like it's, it's okay, and we. And but we, we do. We, we, but know? we've also been conditioned to that. We've been conditioned to the notion that because they don't let people lose. Like, we've been conditioned to, oh, my God, they had them lose a match. It's the end of the world. But we can all watch that on Monday night. And anybody with a brain can walk away from that show and saying, it was a great match. Somebody had to win. Somebody had to lose. This time, Seth Rollins won. And we can understand why you would have Seth Rollins win that match. Like, at the yeah. moment... It means more for Seth than it does for Daniel Bryan. But perhaps in six months, you could literally do the exact same thing, and it'll make sense then to have Daniel Bryan beat Seth Rollins. And it's okay to do it on Raw. It's okay to do it on television. You don't always have to make everything a six-man tag match or make it all... Like, these things that you do all the time on house shows because the cameras aren't rolling, sometimes it's okay to do that on TV. Sometimes yes. it's okay to just do a match, have the logical person win, and we all understand that just because Daniel Bryan lost a match on Monday night doesn't mean he's not Daniel effing Bryan. Like, and even though we didn't like the little schmozzy shit they did in the middle, what that does, and it was it's kind of brilliant in a way, not like how they did it, but the fact that they put something there, it's kind of brilliant because they could have Seth Rollins win clean, but then they could still have Daniel Bryan claim that he didn't. 
you know, because he did win yeah. clean because it was like it's like he pinned him right. Right, after but that. Daniel Bryan could say something a, like, a "I real was match I was distracted that. by you know like everything." And he already said on. it on right. SmackDown. Right, like it Correct. took it took less than twenty four hours right. for them to Correct. have his character say that, which is exactly what you should be doing, right? With him as the heel is like there's always some excuse as to why he lost, right? And that still that keeps him strong, you of know. Of course. Um, I, 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 that was all done well. I mean, I can't say enough. And maybe it's because the bar has been lowered a little bit. Um, but I can't say enough about how much better this show has been than it has been in the past month I, uh, or so. I felt it as I was watching Monday night. And then I, you know, like, this is one of those like confirmation bias things. I, I was afraid that I enjoyed it and then I was going to find that everybody else didn't like it. And then I start talking right. to people that are like, no, 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 I thought Raw was good. And then the internet's all like, yeah, we think Raw's pretty good. Now, I think I still like it more than... I thought Raw was a really good show on Monday night. I was, from start to finish, very entertained by three hours of professional wrestling on Monday night. The internet seemed to be more where you are, which is like the bar is so low that even being a half-good show makes us feel that way. And maybe that's part of how I feel. But I don't know. I thought it was a really good episode of Raw on Monday night. And and, and I'll say this. Um, and we'll get to SmackDown later. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't feel the same way about SmackDown. I, don't, I didn't think SmackDown was awful. I thought SmackDown no, 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 no. was... It wasn't awful. I'm just saying what I'm the comment I'm about to make, which is that I think this is the first time in a while where the go-home show has been a go-home show. Like... How many co-home shows have we been critical of? I f- if, and, and it could be exaggerating. I feel like it's the last five. Right. Where we're like, really? That was your go-home show before the pay-per-view? Because they sort of ran out of shit to do. The, that's what SmackDown was, was what I used, am used to them doing. Which is like some random tag team match with the faces right. cheering at the end. Right. What they did on Raw is what a go-home show is. They accurate, at least with the main event. They accurately tease the main event in a way that makes you want to see it. <laughs> they makes you want to know who's going to win and who the referee is going to be. Agreed. All of those things were were booked very, very well. Yep. Finally. I, I agree on all that. I absolutely agree. Um, and... The other thing about Raw uh, I wanted to bring up before we, before we get off of it is um, they uh, – I like this thing they're doing with the club, right? Um, with Gallows and Anderson. Um, I like that they had AJ kind of give them this talk. It makes sense for them to lose because they told the story of like, oh, we're real serious. And then Carl Anderson does this little cheese dick thing and they right, lose. Right. Um, so this to me smells of a longer story, yeah. it, it, which, which like if they do, I think will be good. Of course. Um, the other thing uh, I feel like is go- that, that's going on um, is there's some more storytelling being done in the women's division than we've been used to. And it's something we always complain about where it's all- only the title matches. Um, you know, the, the, it's, the title matches are the only story. Um, I feel like the stuff with... I mean, it's still kind of related to a title, but the stuff with Nikki Cross... Uh, is good depth to that instead of it just being the two people that are in the match. Um, and, uh, and I feel like, uh, you know, I just, I just like that they're involving more of these characters into these storylines than just throwing out the two people that are in the match over and over again. I hear you. I hear you. Um, it gives me hope for like moving forward, you know, like, I hope that's true. I hope that's true, and I hope that's right. Um, the best, the best part of the week continues to be the twenty four seven championship. Um, huh. 
uh, really clever. I mean, like really clever and yes. continue good ideas. And as I said before, I'm fine with like getting it away from our truth for a minute. I still want our truth involved with the segments, but like the idea of the belt is that it's supposed to be constantly changing hands. And so I, it was a good way to go about doing it. I liked it a lot. Um, now we'll see what Drake Maverick does. And, and I, again, I think what's working about it is one fold that it gets other people involved. And as silly as the concept was to begin with, like we do want those people to be on TV and to have something like, I, I still wish for better for a lot of them, but it's working. It's allowing writers to flex some creativity and to give levity within the course of your professional wrestling show. And all of those things are good ideas. Um, I think there should be more like, I have no problem with perhaps Drake Maverick. Well, he wouldn't be the right one, but someone winning it and then like having a challenging someone to a match for the twenty four seven belt. I just do a lot of creative shit. Like this is you have a fucking blank canvas. Like do creative shit with it. And so far, it's been incredibly creative. So, so thumbs up. Speaking thumbs of up. which, have you read the rumor of what uh, people think the next segment is going to be? No. Okay, so if you watch the segment. Where where Drake Maverick beat our truth, he says something about like go getting married, and he jumps in the car and drives away. And then there's another segment where it's like he's getting out of LAX and he's still the champion the, on Twitter. Okay, they're saying they think that he <laughs> that our truth is going to interrupt his wedding. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, yes, absolutely. Could I, he be like the officiant or something? Or he like, could, could they? Or they could somehow like put a veil over his face and like. Oh, he's the bride. Yes. Oh my God, please. Like, I mean, that actually like would work. You could have the idea that you know Renee Michelle would wear a whole like gown that covers her entire body and then like have a veil and have the veil removed and it's our truth, right? Like that would be a great segment. That would be a tremendous segment. Who wouldn't it, love that? And also, aside from that, EC3 and Braun Strowman are two of his bri- uh, groomsmen. Apparently, I mean, um, because he posted like pictures from his bachelor party and they were both there. So like, oh, my God. Like if they actually were like, OK, listen, before the actual wedding. Right. Let's yeah, do this. Of course. Of um, course. That would be golden. And, 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 and I have to say, like with what they've been doing, like, why wouldn't they do that? Like that makes perfect sense. It they makes, they had him say it on television. It not it's not only like I'm reading a dirt sense. sheet to say he's getting married. You know right, what I mean? Like right, right. So no, not only does it make sense, but it's clever and it's interesting and it's not just doing shit for the sake of doing it. As much as it's like, hey, we have this thing that's out there. How could we have some fun with it? And I, I'm good with that. I I have no problem with it. It. I love it. I love it, frankly. I like this part of my wrestling show, and I love the idea of that. I think that's a home run all around. So let's talk about another thing on Raw that is moving forward, which is Bray Wyatt. This, yeah, I mean, this seems a, like right. it's he's coming out now, well, right? This, like this, this definitely felt like, like the one that you do before, you know, correct. There's going to be a public uh, unveiling. Now, is that Sunday night? Is that Monday? I, I don't know. Um, I'd be very surprised if uh, this Bray, we- Bray Wyatt was the special guest referee in the title match. Um, but I was just gonna say, what if he is? But I mean, like, yeah. what, what what sense would there be to that? Well, the, know, the like, only sense to that would be what I just said earlier, which is whoever his Seth Rollins' next opponent is in a program could be the referee, and if in that case, that could be a way to have him play the like 
you know, he's nice referee, happy guy. And then the lights go out and they come back on and he's like murderer right, Bray if, Wyatt again, with the mask. If, if you get to pick who you want as your referee and you're Baron Corbin, why would you take someone who's clearly as mentally, you know, unstable as Bray Wyatt is at the moment? Like how? Well, would you- because we're like, I mean, one thing about heels in wrestling is like, and especially him, they, they've definitely they've definitely written him this way. He's not the smartest guy, right? I mean, and, and I sure. mean his character. I'm not talking about the guy, the real guy. I mean, they sort of have made him dopey, right? Yeah. So, like, I could see him, you know, them doing some backstage thing or whatever where he thinks that, like, this is a great idea. Yeah, um, yeah. It, feel, but, it feels like a reach. I mean, if I like, I get it, and I, I, I just... I don't think you can tell that story logically with like what you've done with Bray Wyatt. Like, well, plus Baron obviously wants to pick someone that's going to help him win correct. for sure. And there's just no world in which that would make sense. Like you, you right. can't, you can't present a scenario where he would be confident that Bray Wyatt was there to help him. Now, if your argument is like, he's so out of options because Seth Rollins has decimated right. everyone, that this is just the guy that's standing there. Like, I guess you could tell that story, but that would still seem to be like, why wouldn't you just want a regular referee at that point? Why wouldn't you just say, Hey, give me little Nate, you know, like, right. You know, it's, that's, that's a, it's a really, really difficult story to tell. But yeah, I do think that that last promo was the one that would lead to whenever we're going to see him like in an arena, in a ring, wherever it's going to be, that would seem to be coming soon. Um, what else from like the shows this week that we need to cover? Um, oh, the the the, the, the Kab- SmackDown. The Kabuki Warriors are still a thing. That was nice. I thought they had passed, unfortunately. But <laughs> they were there. Turns out, and apparently they're getting a title match. Well, they no, might. They might get a title match, right? So if they win, they get a title match, right? right? Yes, that's exactly. And what it's it is. in Japan, right? Right. So you assume they'll win. Well, like it's not for the titles, and it's Japan. They're yes, gonna win. You would assume that. Um, but uh. And then they'll just lose the title match. This is probably, this is not in Japan. Probably the case. <laughs> All of those things probably true. Um, um, let's see what else from SmackDown. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, however, still very much dead. Very sad. Um, Rusev, same. Yeah, very sad. Uh, hopefully that we will. Uh, you know, I just feel like we should have maybe had like a funeral. You know, like maybe we should have done like a nice wake for those guys or something like that when they passed. But it is what it is. Couple a couple mentions. I mean, like Xavier Woods and Dolph had a good match. I sure. thought that was a pretty good match. Sure. Uh, Xavier Woods always, it always surprises me they don't have him wrestle more because when he does, he's really good. Yes. Yes, he is. Like, but, but like the way they, the way that they treat him, you almost thought they didn't think that because he was always like the manager for, of the New Day, kind of, right? Yeah. Like he's always the guy right, on the outside the during guy, the matches. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just as good as the other two guys, no, just good. in a different he's very, way. He's very good. I agree with that. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, we got the awesome truth. Right. That was cool. That was cool. That was a cool I mean, moment. they just lost. Right. But, yeah, but no, uh, it was cool to have him. Did, I did like that. That was kind of a neat way to book it, too. It was like, you've got 10 seconds to book, to get your partner. And then, yeah. oh, wait. Yeah, look at who's <laughs> right there. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. I thought again, I thought it was creative. I like creativity. I liked it. I, I. The only negative thing I'm gonna say about this week's shows is in both shows, we had um, multiple fall tag team matches. That, right? Didn't we do that yeah, on Raw too? I'm trying to think of what it was on Raw. It's a six man tag. Oh, uh, okay. It was or it was an elimination match. Well, were they both elimination they both matches? Elimination? Maybe they were both elimination matches. Um. 
well, the the one on SmackDown was no, they were both two out of three falls, I think, because we remember the New Day just won both matches, two falls out of three, like there was no heel fall okay. in either match. Okay, yeah, and they both involved Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, and it was it was it Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens? No, no, they turned on Baron Corbin. Kind of that was the weird thing in the Raw match was that Kevin Kevin Owens kicked Baron Corbin in the face. Was it Baron Corbin? Who did they turn on? I don't even remember. This is the, the, I think part of the problem is we're going to say like because they were so similar, it's hard to separate the two. Like it sort of yeah. feels like they just kind well. Of the only difference was in the six man tag, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn walked out of the match. And whoever the third person was, I want to say it was Baron Corbin, uh, Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah, it was because the whole shtick was like they were the potential referees and blah, 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 blah. That was the whole segment. Right. right. And they, they had to abstain because of whatever. And and then but then eventually Corbin accidentally hit Sami Zayn. So Kevin Owens kicked him in the face and then left. But then the other one, they just lost <laughs> the other match. They just lost two um, out of three falls. Like, why make a match two out of three falls if you're just going to lose? No, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And why do it twice, both on, like, the same week on both shows? Yeah. It felt a little lazy, like, oh, okay, let's, this sounds interesting. It's two out of three falls, you know? Yeah. Um, so the other, the other thing, it. I just want to make a reference. Uh, I, I will live for Matt Hardy calling Shelton Benjamin Senior Benjamin. Oh, yeah. I will and that live, didn't get enough attention. I will you heard a few deletes, but... Yeah, I will live for that if they continue with that somehow, some way. All right, uh, when we come back in, uh, I know Brandon's really excited about this. Conrad Thompson joins us, uh, who you know from like every wrestling podcast on the face of the planet. Um, and I'm really just, I think his story is really cool. He's coming to Jimmy's this weekend with, uh, Tony Siobhan, uh, looking forward to that. Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. Thank you. I'm sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Conrad joins us next. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. This is Jobbing Out. This is Ross Grimsley. Join Pressbox and myself at Sliders on Monday, July 8th for the All-Star Home Run Derby from 7 to 9 p.m. I'll be behind the bar as a guest bartender serving drinks and talking baseball. I'm even buying the first 50 people that show up their first Fancy Clancy Pilsner. That's right. The first 50 of you will get your first Fancy Clancy Pilsner on me. That's Monday, July 8th at Sliders Bar and Grill across the street from Camden Yards. The Home Run Derby, Pressbox, Fancy Clancy Pilsner, and me, Ross Grimsley. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Ross for detail. Hi, gang. Glenn Clark here. I'm one of the hosts of the Jobbing Out program that you are currently listening to. First question, why? Don't you have something better to do with your life? Second question, I know that's not true. We don't have anything better to do with our lives either. That's why we do this show. So this is uncomfortable. Boy, do we have egg on our faces. You see, right before we went to that short break there, we said that we'd be coming back to chat with Conrad Thompson, and Brandon was really excited about that. And We even plugged it earlier on in the show. Well, Conrad never called us. Um, don't know whose fault it is. We'll say it's ours. We're not yet at Ryback level with him because these things can happen once and we deal with them. We allow that to go a couple of times before we ever really get mad. Such a part of podcasting, such a part of the broadcasting industry, we deal with it. But we did record us coming back from break and saying, thanks to Conrad Thompson, what a great guest he is. So you're about to hear me say those words, and the truth is, I had no fucking clue whether or not he was going to be a good guest. As it turns out, he wasn't a guest at all, so I seem a bit silly. But since we're here and we have some time to kill, I figured I could use this opportunity to say some things that you might never have known about the other hosts of Jobbing Out, because Lord knows they're never going to listen to this segment right here. So I'm going to tell you some secrets about the other 
hosts of Jobbing Out, you're not going to believe them. I'll start with AJ Francis. The main event? More like the lame event, am I right? I'm sorry, I'm still trying to do something as good as Ben Nash's legendary Kurt Kangles joke, and I'm just not getting there. True story about AJ, this is 100% true. He's actually only five foot three. Aaron Oster, I'm not sure what I could say that would be any worse than what you already know about him. Not only is he a fraudulent Jew, but everything else about him is fake too. In fact, true story, he's never even watched New Japan. He just reads about it on the internet to try to pretend like he's cool. And Brandon Linton, you think I can't make fun of you because you have cancer? Well, that's actually probably true. I, I, sh I shouldn't make fun of the guy. He's got cancer. But that's what I've got for you. Now back to the part where I say that Conrad was a great guest because I'm lying through my teeth. Enjoy. All right, thanks again to Conrad Thompson, and get out the Jimmies this weekend to see him and Tony Schiavone. All right, uh, let's wind down, get into some stuff that we haven't had an opportunity to chat about that we should. We always start off the reservation. Uh, Brandon, uh, as you pointed out, it is a little bit awkward that Tony Khan was on this week's stone cold podcast um yeah just a little weird that's that's all um he did give some a little bit a little bit more details some some of the questions that were not fully clarified um in the the press releases they had released but here's a quote um it's going to start in the fall there's going to be some specific details on it here very very soon and it's going to be really exciting for us to turn to tnt in prime time weeknights two-hour show two-hour live wrestling i can't tell you what day of the week or the time slot details but you're going to love it so remember it was really clunkily worded the way that they put out the press release so they were like the show is going to have live matches like they specifically used the term matches and i was like what what does that mean which made me like wonder if somehow they were structuring a show where like they could just tape some mat or, or do some matches from a studio somewhere and then, like, otherwise can structure a show that didn't have to be live. He's saying the show will be live. It will be a live show. What we still don't know yet is, will it ever come from anywhere other than Jacksonville? Like, is this just going to be a, a TNA type of deal where, yeah, it's a, we're going to do a live show. It will be happening, as you see. It's not going to be like NXT where we tape for four weeks. But it's is it is it going to just be in a studio or just be in a small venue somewhere and that's always where it is or are they actually going to have the nads to try to take it out and and do it in Wichita Falls one week and do it in where you know wherever the Annapolis one week and do it I, I don't know we don't have that answer still as of this point but we at least know for sure it's going to be a live show every week which I think alone I would consider a victory for AEW, even if that means that you have to do it from the same place or do it from Jacksonville every week. It's not ideal, but it's better to be live to at least leave that feeling of nobody knows what's going to happen when the show airs. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I think I think SmackDown on its own has proven that just by being live, it's a much better. It, it just it makes them work harder on it. It makes everything matter more. Um, I mean. It, Anything live is better than when you know it's been taped. You can read the results on the internet. It just takes the steam out of it, you know? Correct. So Correct. Uh, Again, still still need to know more. Still need to get more of the details of what it's going to be. Because I do think if it looks like impact, that's a bad idea, right? Yes. Like, I, I just think that, that that allows people to draw too many comparisons and conclusions that, well, you're just impact on TNT. And that's 
that's not that's not a good look. And I get yeah, it. if it looks like the cheesy like Disney um, Disney studio that WCW used to do stuff in, then right. that's bad. Right, correct. It like it needs to look like it's in a real venue somehow, and that's tough because I don't know that you're right. Like we can always we can all talk about how they've sold out like some big shows. That's fine. But there's that's one off. There's a big difference between selling out one off shows and and being able to put butts in venues across the country every week. Oh yeah, um, I mean just being in the concert business, I can tell you like, you know, there's people like like recently the original Misfits got back together, right? And like if you if you're the original Misfits and you haven't played a show or you can't see them on a regular basis, and you say we're playing in. Um, you know, Newark, New Jersey, that show's going to sell out because people are flying from all over the place. If they do a 40-city tour, that's a whole different scenario. Right. And that's what that's what these guys are going to face, is like, if they get to the point where they're actually touring, they need to be a little bit smarter. They, they, like, they can't think they're going to do this on a WWE type schedule, and I don't, and I don't think for a second. And they have all well, the, my, and I, I don't think they are that stupid, but the right. fans are this stupid because you're seeing these comments that are like, "See, look, it sold out faster than WrestleMania did," and all you know, all this bullshit like that. Oh, it would have, based off of the amount of traffic, it would have sold out a WrestleMania sized um, venue quicker than. Uh, WrestleMania did. I mean, there's a million things wrong with that comment that we don't need to get into. But the, but the biggest thing is, okay, well, you're doing one event in 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 one location, and and the fans don't have an option closer to where they live. So of course you're going to sell that out. You know what I mean? You've created the right attention and and opportunity for uh, success. But if they did that same thing and they said, here's the ten shows, that would not have done that. Right, I correct. believe correct. maybe, but no, no, I, I, I agree. Don't, I don't. Think no, so. I don't think you could announce that many shows at once and all have them. No, I completely agree with that. But, but like, like, but everybody's saying about comparing it to WWE sales. If you go to their website right now, they have about a hundred events uh, of on course. sale. Right. Yeah. At and the it's, same but time. it's a different animal. Like I think we all know it's yeah. a different animal, and it's got to continue to be. I just think that the look of this show will matter. It's I think be so important. I don't think it. You can make it if it looks like Impact. That's a that's a bad start. That makes you feel like what you're watching. And I get it. Somebody would say, well, NXT is in something similar. They've made that room look more like an arena yeah. in in Orlando than the room that it is. They've made that look like it's sort of a real well, place. And lately, they've mixed it up with, with yeah, taping footage some from ma- real right, arenas. Taping some <laughs> matches real places. I, yes, um... And I would still also say there's a big difference between NXT and 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 what we think AEW is trying to be. Like NXT yes. is admitting this is what we are. AEW is not by no means they're trying to say that we're competing with WWE right now, but like that's they're insinuating that might be a goal at some point. You've got to look better than low rent when you start. So we'll see how that plays out. Agreed. Um, all right. So speaking of NXT, a big tournament uh, for the summer with NXT. Run this thing down for me, Brandon. So they announced the NXT breakout tournament uh, on uh, last was it last week's episode, I believe. Yes. Um, or no, last night's episode. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, the uh, the winner will receive a future NXT title shot of their choosing. And um, beginning next Wednesday, the first rounds will air over the next few months of NXT TV, and the finals will air live from TakeOver Toronto. Um, The matches are um, as follows. And I'm just going to tell you, I don't know who all these people are. 
Um, but but I know who some of them are, but they've changed all of the names. So we'll go over what their names are and who they were on the indie right. we circuit. Talked, we talked about some of this last week, but yeah, go through it. So Boa versus Jordan Miles, who is ACH. Yep. Cameron Grimes, who was Trevor Lee, yep. versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, who was Shane, Shane Strickland. Strickland. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a pretty yes. good match. Um, Dexter Loomis, who was Samuel Shaw, versus Bronson Reed, who was Jonah Rock. Angel Garza, who was Garza Jr., versus is this J- Joaquin? Oh, yeah. Wild. Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin Wild. Sorry. Or Joaquin. Joaquin Wild. It was DJZ. Yes. Yes. So. Um, it's kind of cool because like these are all sort of the new signings they've had over the past few weeks or months. Wait, so Punishment Martinez wasn't on that list? No. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, I, I well, I feel like he's above this. I I don't disagree with that, but it's not as if he's had a takeover match yet. You know, like no, but I think that's coming, and I think I think that with the vignettes they've been doing, like this, this is literally how they're introducing these people, and I think. I mean, maybe some of them have appeared, but like this feels like, hey, let's use this like sort of like the cruiserweight classic. Like, let's use this as a way to introduce these performers. Um, and I feel like punishment or what's his name now, Damian, uh, Damian Priest, something, Damian Priest, Damian Priest. I, I, that's going to be a bigger deal. I think. I think that's going to be more of a, a, a actual like push of some kind. I mean, we saw him at uh, NXT Philly. He's, well, and, he's amazing. Yes, he's unbelievable. I don't think that's a guy you just throw in the generic tournament. I think I that's a guy that you. Right. I don't know that you have that. This has to be just a generic tournament, though. I actually like. I would. I would similarly compare it to the cruiserweight classic. Remember how hot we felt coming out of that cruiserweight classic. We well, thought, I guess when I say generic tournament, I, like they're not pushing any of these guys. Like this is like they're. But like same with cruiserweight classics. Like here's the guys. Well, it right, wasn't but, like that some guy was on TV every week being like, "I'm going to win the cruiserweight classic," we felt, and then they had it. But we you know? felt coming out of the cruiserweight classic like there were six guys that we all thought were stars coming now, out of it. Yes, yes, and that's where I'd say it wouldn't even hurt Damian Priest to be a part of this thing because I think it's something that feels like it matters and can elevate your stardom. Maybe um, the only maybe the only argument would be like. If you have him in there, they would feel like he would have to win, and okay. maybe they want someone else no, I mean, to there's win. Some, there's something to be said for that. I, I'll, so I'll, maybe that is why. No, I, I don't know. That. I can hear that argument. Like if you put but him it in is there. weird that he's like basically their biggest new acquisition, and he's not in this. Well, <laughs> it, he's, it is a little weird. he's certainly the one that appears to be the one that you would want to fast track, like the one that you would want to put everything behind. And 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 tie the the rocket ship to because Jesus Christ he just checks every goddamn box that exists. Yeah, I think we both looked at each other. And we're like, man, I don't know if this guy's going to be in NXT for very he long. Be. He can't possibly. Oh, now, no, like, look, as I say that selfishly, I kind of hope he is because you know there's yeah. there's so much to like. But no, when you look at that guy, it just screams, this guy is star of stars. He has the size. He's very good looking. He's a great worker. Like. I- like you know, they need to hide that guy from Vince because he'll be on Raw tomorrow. Right. If, if, right. If, if, right. if they don't, no you doubt. know. And we all know, like he did a killer interview here. He can talk. Um, like a- a Punishment Martinez is a superstar, and he's a little bit up there in age. So you have that like factor of where you don't want to waste any time with him. Oh my God, he was a he was a rock star. So I could see the argument being like either one of two. One being it might be happening so quickly that they don't want to wait like, wait for it, or the other possibility being that, like, if you put him in, like, he's just going to win. Whereas otherwise, you can make an argument, like, 
the the names that you just presented me, to me, I think Shane Strickland's the guy. That I think whatever the swerve, um, whatever they're calling him now, I think he's the guy from that group that smells the most to me like a star. But I can make an argument for ACH, who's great. I can make an argument. I can make an argument for a bunch of guys on that list. Trevor Lee's obviously great. Like I can make an argument for a ton of guys on that list. So, but you're right. If you would put Damian Priest in that group, I probably would have said it has to be Damian Priest. So that's there's something that's fair. That's not unfair. And the word is they're getting like a title. They get a title match of their choosing. Yeah, and like you know, this was the thing that it was not the same thing, but this is the situation that Velveteen Dream was put in, yeah. and he picked the North American title. So to me, <laughs> to me, if it was for an NXT title shot, they would just say that, right? Yeah. So they either don't know, or for some weird reason, they're gonna pick the fight Dream. Um, and, and based off of who's in it, it sort of makes more sense, I guess, for them to be on that track. Um, but I think they just don't know. And so that, that, that way they no, don't have to commit right. to what exactly the match right. is. Or, or they decide that they want to ship them to 205 live, you know? Like, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That, and I, and wait, let me see. Does it say NXT title shot of their choose? I think it said NXT okay. title right. shot. Of right. their Fair enough. But whatever. Um, the, the rules don't matter. They could totally correct, do that. Correct. And unfortunately, <laughs> I've already forgotten what the third one was that we were supposed to cover here, Brandon. Can you remind uh, me? Was it the Saudi Arabia thing? Oh, yes. That's a, that is awkward as hell. So where did you find this? So it's on, like, the, you know, different news sites. Um, so Dave Meltzer is reporting that um, apparently... Uh, so... Apparently, Saudi Arabia shows going forward is like they all want Fridays. Like they just, they're like the last yeah. one was on a Friday. They want the Friday. I, I don't know if that's related to the religion. Like I don't know if that's related. Yeah, who knows why? But for whatever reason, they're insisting on Fridays. They've got the bag of money. Um, the other problem is there's another bag of money, and the other bag of money <laughs> is coming from Fox, who starting in October will have SmackDown on which day? On Fridays. That's right. So you actually have, I mean, these are the kind of things that we like as asshole fans. We like to talk about all the time that like WWE is sort of like serving their, you know, their whatever, their, their uh, benefactor of people that give them money. Well, but this is and what. And now you've got two right. that are conflicting. And this is and, what like we were talking about with the, the partner thing. Like this is the whole conversation they're having where like when somebody, when somebody's paying you a boatload of money and says they want something you kind of just say okay like this is the way that it works like we try to we try or you to, try to do everything right, you, you try can to work to do it as long as it's not it encounter to something else which is what we're dealing with right now no it's it's very much what you're dealing with right now um it ain't great like there's no there is no obvious answer like you can say the obvious answer is maybe this week you put smackdown on thursday well fox like thursday night is the biggest tv night of the week there is zero chance that the Fox network is giving you a Thursday night. Like that's You think your way around this is that you simulcast this thing on Fox? I don't I don't know that Fox would be ready to do that. Well, like the last 2 hours of it, I, like you get I, all the good matches. Well, but first of all, that would be like God, think about what time that would be. They're already they already start at the noon. Well, no, if, if they could get Saudi Arabia. Now, keep in mind, I I know I know I'm going to say that too, but like if they could get the Saudis to start it two hours later, well, and you could get two hours of of they, they this, were, or were, it's on ta- maybe it's on a little bit of a delay, like they do with the UK shows. Right. Um, maybe that's a solution. 
But I will say this. I was cracking up, and I was texting you guys. I, even though you weren't watching live, and I was, I'm in a you know unique situation where I can watch a wrestling show at 2 o'clock on a Friday. Um, they kept talking about uh, you know how hot it was. The other thing they talked about was the fact that the show started at 9, 9 o'clock. Right, correct. And it nine was o'clock. four hours long. Right, right. Could you imagine... Like at WrestleMania, like we did well, but by when it ended, we were really fucking tired. Oh, it was a long like, day. Yeah, it's a long. It was twelve thirty. You know, I think I joked to you like I hope the transit is running. Yeah, that didn't work in Jeddah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't at I... WrestleMania. But anyway, so maybe there's some situation where they could mess with the timing or a tape delay, and and they could simulcast this, and that's your solution. Because the other option is if you're trying to pull off both, a you're shredding the roster, and, right. and these Saudi shows have been four hours long. Um, so I guess, like, I mean, well, the first argument is you don't have any female performers there. Oh, so true. So you, you could have it all female smack. Like, what if they did that? You could try something oh, like that. You could try to make the that a, a clever, you know, like we're not doing evolution, but instead we're doing this type of thing. Now, whether or not that it's another tricky thing, will Fox go along with that? Well, when, as long as like Ronda or Charlotte are in the right, main well, event, you would, I think it would obviously be you would you would have to do something like that. But still, keep in mind this is still very early on in their agreement with Fox, and this is still kind of yeah. a test for Fox. You're right, and I don't know if Fox would jump on board so quickly, right? Like, what I, if you take what if you take your uh, some of your Saudi Arabia money and throw it at like Lita, Trish Stratus, and people like that? Well, you could do and, that, or I would say that maybe you know you you purposely leave back a handful of stars. Well, sure, and try but I just mean enough for because like keep in mind four hour show, right? Four-hour pay-per-view, so no commercials, and then a two-hour SmackDown. So right, um, but I think you did I, have fifty motherfuckers in that pay, in that correct. <laughs> battle I, think, I think there's a couple things you can do. I think one would be you go heavier on the legends for Saudi Arabia, right? Like you you pull out all the stops and try to see, you know, who else you can coax into one more match. Um, can you coax Sting into one more match? Can you coax Mick Foley into one more oh, match? Jesus like Christ. I trust me, I don't want any of those things. <laughs> But the more you do of that, the Dang. less, you know, like, I know, I know, I know, I know, dude. I know. Oh, Trust man. Me. I know, I know. Oh, um, my God. But, like, that would be your option. I mean, like, again, there's there are there are things you can try to do in order to make it work, but it is a problem. There is no doubt. It is a problem and not an easy problem. It's one that requires a lot of work and probably spending some of that money that you're getting from both partners. The good news is you're getting a boatload of money from both partners. So you can make yeah, it work. Well, but I do think that, I do think that Fox would be opposed to airing something from Saudi Arabia. Like I just well, I, also would Fox. Would, would, okay, so then the old, the other alternative is you do both. So if you do both, is Fox cool with the fact that you aired a WrestleMania? Uh, right, literally that show day, like they earlier assume, in the they, same fucking day, right, and that you're expecting that all, people to watch nine correct, hours, or correct. what would it be, six hours of wrestling? All wrestling fans day. are super pissed off and uninterested in any more wrestling at that point. Yeah, I hear you. Like two to six, and then you go to dinner and come back and watch SmackDown at eight. I mean, you'd have to be the hardest <laughs> of the hardcore, man. Like I, I there's, or just like have nothing to fucking do. No doubt. <laughs> all right, um, uh, get your plugs in. What do we need to plug? All right, man. So Rams had live. We're gearing up for the fall. Um, we just announced in this moment is returning on uh, I'm looking up that date right now on October 20th and tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. 
um, which uh, probably, or maybe by the time you're hearing this. Um, also, uh, Vic Mensa um, and Jesse Rutherford, who is from a band called The Neighborhood, who is very large. Oh, I love The Neighborhood. Um, yeah, so he has a solo shit. project. Um, and him and Vic Mensa, and Vic Mensa is a rapper. He has like yeah. a cool side band thing yeah. called 93 Punks. And it's sort of like a hybrid between, there's a lot of guys doing this like hybrid hip hop, like alternative rock type thing right now. And um, so he just released a couple of songs from that project. So that's another show, September 10th, Vic Mensa and Jesse from the neighborhood. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, that's all I can talk about right now. More to talk about next week. Uh, so you can check that out at ramsheadlive.com and follow us at ramsheadlive on Twitter. Also, I'm at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Very good. GlennClarkRadio.com for me, at GlennClarkRadio on Twitter. Thanks again to Conrad for uh, Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Vent, 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. And cancer sucks, too.